Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The world may be ending, but our edges will be laid, at least. It's a Black Lady Sketch Show, all that and so much more. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back, guys, to a Black Lady Sketch Show After Show Episode 2. Your boss knows you don't have eyebrows. <laughs> I'm your host, Simone Thomas, and joining me today is my actress, my singer, co-host, Miss Nima Sky. Well, I love that entrance. Yes, yeah. Miss Nima Sky in the building. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm amazing, and I just really want to talk about this show because I have so much to yeah. say. You're excited. Oh, Even before yes. we came and started filming, she was like ready to discuss. So we're going to dive into all of that. Unfortunately, our two other hosts, Sade and Nikki, are not here with us today, but it's okay because we're going to hold down the fort and we got you guys covered. Alrighty, so before we dive into all of the sketches and everything, I want to get your overall thoughts. What did you think of this episode? Stereotypes on blast, okay? I feel like no matter what you are, what you do, like, they talked about the scarf, no eating chicken, like... No if, eating chicken. They, right, like, everybody knows if you're black, you eat chicken. Yeah. Well, that's a stereotype, but still, I just felt like it was it was just basically making fun of black culture and, like, you know, like, trying to bring some type of comedy to it, but it was kind of like, you know, if you're in your feelings, you were like, wait a minute, I do that, so what do you mean? Right, so, like, is that, is that an attack against me? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was so many different levels of comedy and just talking about like the things that we even do every single day that we don't think about it but it's it's absolutely hilarious yeah I agree and I like that they touched on stereotypes and they also said that there is no right way to be black like I think um, it's Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club and he always says being black is not a monolith there isn't one blueprint or template of how we all should act just how like there are layers to you as a person there are layers to us as a race absolutely and they touch on that, especially in the world is ending sketch, so I love that. So <laughs> let's start off with the no makeup office sketch. Oh, you are a makeup artist. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're an expert. Out of between the two of us, you know where the angles are, like where you should put the highlight, the contour, all that. Listen. What did you think about this scene? It was absolutely hilarious because the stereotype is that if you do not wear makeup, then you completely look dead. And like people treat you differently. <laughs> they think it's the end of the world. So it was so funny to see. But however, as a makeup artist, I'm not a person who feels like just because you don't wear makeup that you're dead. I think that the most important thing outside of makeup is definitely skincare. And I think that sometimes we really try to hide those things that we feel like is dead. But if you don't take care of what's underneath whenever you put the makeup on like it's gonna look crazy yep so I so I think that it's funny because I think that in our culture just in general like beauty is such a big thing to you know the African American community you know like when it comes to our hair and our face like we know that we have to be dressed to the nines and our face has to be the the most complete thing and just to see how Gabrielle like literally like the funniest thing was that the more and more she was without makeup the more she was dying it's like first her face her face looked like death and then all of a sudden the, <laughs> the IV, IV popped out and the blood was going everywhere and all of a sudden her parents showed up and then the lady was like okay well 
well, you know, we get ready to die. And then the funniest thing is like when she leaned over and she's like, well, I just want to tell you that um, I was eating your lunch. And then all of a sudden she gets mad and she dies. Yep. But again, like I said, it kind of goes back to the, you know, the understanding of cultures that makeup is everything. It's like if you don't have makeup on, people look at you a certain way like, like, they, like they think that you're ugly. And I feel like it's it's funny because I feel like the natural thing in like the black culture is such a big thing. Like we all big hair, natural everything. But still, even though your natural hair, your makeup girl has to be on point. If your face is not beat, then you are beat. And we're taught from a young age to believe that we're better looking and prettier with makeup. Absolutely. And I personally am not a big makeup person. I don't even know how to do it that well. I know the basics. I don't even know how to contour. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> Lessons. <laughs> I know. You can teach me. But when she was going on about how she fe- would feel dead without makeup, I'm like, that is so sad that we've been conditioned and socialized to feel insecure or less than with, with just with our natural beauty. And like you said, skin is the foundation of it. If you have clear skin, your makeup looks better, the overall look looks cleaner and more polished, that truly is the foundation. The foundation is, I mean, there is makeup foundation and that looks great as well, but your foundation is your natural complexion, how you take care of it, and learning to take care of that at such a young age, you know, we're still young, so. Always, forever. (laughs) You know, you're, what's the saying? You're as young as you feel, so, you know, Uh um, you're, you're, as young, you're, you're as young as you feel, but when you are younger, you you have that going in your favor, so you don't have to take care of your skin as much, but don't rely on that, because we're all aging. Right. And gravity is already it's working against pulling us. Pulling it down. So, do your best to really love your skin and allow it to thrive and look the best, but... When she felt like she was going to die without makeup. I totally get that because (laughs) even when I... So I never really wore makeup up until I started like working out of college. Mm -hmm. I always just didn't wear makeup to classes and stuff. And then when I did start wearing makeup to work, I would notice when I would go out on the weekends without makeup or whatever, I would feel some type of way. I'm like, wow, I never noticed these nuances. I always thought I looked fine. And then you get used to... The way you look. Yeah. But I mean... Complete transformation. But I think that it's, again people treat you differently no matter what nobody says people treat you differently when you wear makeup and your face is beat versus when your face is not beat and then the interesting thing that she you know she covered she was like well I don't have to spend an hour on my makeup and be late for work like literally she was on time to work because she didn't put that emphasis on her beauty she put the emphasis more on her worth ethic and it's funny like the like the harder she was working they were like what's wrong with you like almost almost to say that our work ethic doesn't outweigh our beauty. Mm. And I feel like, you know, not even just as, as as a black woman, but I just feel like as women, that's something that we are so heavily focused on. It's like, how do you look? You have to look beautiful. You have to look this. It's like, it's, it, it's, it's putting so much emphasis on beauty versus putting more emphasis on who you are as a person, your mind, mm-hmm. like other things. And then the funny thing was like, Gabrielle's makeup was not beat. Like, she had like a basic <laughs> face, but like her friend, she had on this pink lipstick and it, it was just crazy but then the funny part like let's really talk about this so she died and came back I was so confused I was like yeah I didn't really understand that too much either I was just like maybe that's to speak on how the being that insecure with your own natural beauty is that debilitating and ruins your self confidence that you just no longer are alive like at least spirit I don't know I didn't completely I kind of took a shot at the idea of that. Even though you feel like you're dead and you're going to die if you don't wear makeup, you get back up the next day 
and you have it you on keep and going. you keep going like it's not going to be the end of the world it r- truly is not like I know I have I have girlfriends or whomever I've interacted with who's a woman and they're like wait I have to go do my eyebrows if I go to the gym or I can't go outside without doing my eyebrows and I'm like girl like it's truly like you like it's, we not, said, the end of the it's world. not the end of the world which is also another theme in the next sketch we're going to oh, talk about yes. but <laughs> it's okay and I feel like nowadays we're really encouraging natural beauty and especially like for guys I think a lot of times guys prefer when women embrace that so you should feel comfortable in that and you should know that other people also recognize the beauty in you without any makeup and see the thing about it is that it's nothing wrong with wearing makeup but 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 when you make up yourself so much that people are not able to recognize who you are it's like and it's like sometimes I feel I feel bad for these guys because it's like how can they really (laughs) identify who we really are you know if we're like always like super beat you know like there's a there's a natural beat. There's a dewy beat. Okay, I'm getting into this yeah. whole makeup conversation. It's just so much fun to talk about. But mm-hmm. seriously, at the end of the day, I think it's really about knowing that you're not gonna die if you don't wear makeup. Yeah, the like life continues. It goes on. Yes. And microblading is a thing, so you can never have to worry about doing your eyebrows again. So that is an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for it. Exactly. I'm down for that, too. Now, the next sketch that we're going to get into it was probably my favorite. I think it was my favorite of this episode was the end of the world scene, which we saw yes. in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And they primarily, <laughs> last time it was about cancel culture. In this scene, it was about being black and how being black is multifaceted. And it also touched on the stereotypes that black people expect of each other. Right. And then dismantling those. So, which which suitcase... Um, I guess, you know, there were four suitcases. Right. Which one would be mine? Which one did you identify with most? <sighs> it's kind of a hard thing because I'm a clothes girl and I'm like a product junkie. And I'm oh, like, that one. Li- like, literally, I feel like if I don't have my products, like, the world is just going to end. Like, I feel like I have to keep everything tightened together. because Hair I'm just... and makeup or just, like, hair? Well, even she... hair. You know what I mean? I feel like hair is, like, a part of our culture, you know? And the funny thing, like, they were tripping about the fact that she didn't have a scarf on. But I think that I would probably choose the products because, you know, products just kind of, like, allow you to express yourself more. It's like, okay. I can wear my regular hair, but when I have these products, it gives me a lot more personality and, you know, people can really be able to see who you really are. I I agree. I, but I probably wouldn't go with the products. Okay. I would go with the clothes. Uh-oh. <laughs> see? So I would that was pick, my second one. <laughs> I would pick the same suitcase because right. the other ones were Quinta, Quinta's had She had all the drugs. drugs. <laughs> and then and the Robin, Robin had, had She had all like the alcohol and the, right, Yeah. Yes, Robin had stuff. the first A kit. And then um, Gabrielle. Gabrielle had <laughs> She had the dildo and, and like, the alcohol. So was she like, was a turn yes, up queen. She was like turn up queen. <laughs> Robin was the mom. I have you know Literally. in case an emergency yes. happens I can hold it down. I got you Quinta was your let's have best, fun, right? Like, turn up as well. Yes, and then uh, Ashley, like, we read. She's like your girl, your girl, right. your girl. She was like, I just need clothes. Hello, yeah. somebody. And she's like, if one of y'all run out of panties, well, I guess you're gonna be coming to me because none of you guys packed that. Right. So I would select her suitcase, but I would, I would, if I could pick of of the two things that were in there, I would definitely go with the clothes, just because. Well, that's kind of true. Your, your hair products are important. Like, if you don't got your products, your hair looks crazy. Right. <laughs> so your clothes don't even look... It's like, you can have a cute outfit on, but it's like, your if this looks, part is not... Nobody's looking at... I'm t- and it's... You know what? It's so funny because, like, just within culture in general, I think that it doesn't matter... 
that's hair is so important we it's our crown it is our crown like the first thing people look at when they look at you they don't look some people say that they look at your outfit but i really think that they look at your hair like they look at from like the neck up it completes a look it polishes a look and if i know for me if my hair doesn't look right i don't feel cute See? and like you said even if my outfit is great if my hair is out of place if it's just a bad day Mm-mm my whole entire confidence in that moment just is not up to par and it really does enhance your overall ensemble so I agree so never mind I would pick the products too see and then <laughs> now this is the thing that I thought was so funny so they had asked her for a scarf but none of them had a scarf in their luggage I was like I'm so confused like they made such an emphasis on like okay you're black and you don't have a scarf but nobody had a scarf in their bag they had to choose one thing and they prioritized First aid kits, <laughs> alcohol, right. or weed over the scarf. Um, just because, I mean, I, I kind of get it. Like, alcohol, if, you, if, the, if the end of the world is happening, a scarf is not going to ease your spirits. But having a glass of wine will. Or smoking a blunt will. Or having a first aid kit if you <laughs> if an ailment happens. I don't know. And she had, like, a resuscitator. I was like, oh, my God. Who, who packs that? <laughs> a mom. Like, she was prepared. Oh, yes. If you, if the world were ending... What would you pack in your bag? I would probably pack some food. Because at the end of the day, I mean, water is so important. Like, if you Mm. don't have water, I feel like you can't survive. So, at the end of the day, when you're thinking about the end of the world, I'm not thinking about all these materialistic things that would fulfill the outside but what's going to keep me living for a long time and at the end of the day it's nice clean water that's true for me yeah you need sustenance otherwise we're all going to wither up and die but the good thing is they're in a kitchen but I guess their clothes their groceries are going to run out because they can't go out to the grocery store but water at the end of the day and then then of course whatever like let's say it's just the world and you know you still have vegetation and everything like you can still water those things (laughs) right so and you can buy something exactly you know okay I will say with the whole scarf situation I kind of empathized with Ashley because I personally like wearing a scarf it never stays on my head ever I I don't and I don't wear a bonnet maybe I should switch back to a bonnet but scarves since I was a child just I would wrap my hair and it would just fall off I mean I still do it but I expect that it's going to be on the other side of the bed but see the thing about it is like okay I'm definitely a southern girl (laughs) so I wear a scarf and a button on my head you wear both (laughs) I wear both you know just in case like you know my scarf kind of moves around like my bonnet is still there Um, and I think but but also too you have other methods you also have like a satin pillow but at the end of the day I think it's you're like talking about how how big beauty is. Beauty is such a big thing in our culture. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have anything else, all, all you have left is your beauty. And we are one of the biggest our demographic is one of the biggest consumers for beauty, whether the, especially in hair. Yes, hair and makeup. Hair and makeup. So And fashion. Yeah, it's a large part of our identities and just us as a community. So, very on point. Now, did you say what you would pack in your bag? Oh, what I would pack? Yes. Hmm. Ooh. Okay, I don't want to say water. But, I mean, that is true. I, I'm going to think of something different. I think I would uh, I would pack sentimental things of people who of people who are like gone because everyone is some people are going to die. Um just to keep me keep my spirits up. And then we would need some like live entertainment, so maybe some games. Um I'm trying to think See, I feel it. like you can use sticks and stuff for sticks. <laughs> Girl, what? <laughs> Listen. It's not caveman days. But, I mean, the end of the world is 
okay, it's very, like, you can talk about what the end of the world looks like. Clearly, their end of the world doesn't really look that bad. No, their end of the world actually looks pretty bomb. It looks better than a regular day. You still have wine and And that apartment is nice. Super nice. So, I'm like, maybe the end of the world is all subjective. It's all, like, in your mind. Yeah, like how you interpret it. Exactly. Okay, well, one thing that, one person who was in their mind, their head, was Robin Thede's doppelganger or the male version of her oh my god and the wedding that scene. was so funny by the way she's a cute guy she's cute as a guy yeah, she with is. The <laughs> face i was like okay you have a brother <laughs> right she's cute let's find out you have a brother robin okay? right you have a brother robin. you have a brother what does he look like <laughs> um so the wedding scene was between between her and quinta and essentially she was just or he was he wasn't trying to say I do. He couldn't even get the words out. Listen, let's talk about all of these different things that she gave him to say I do. And the 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 funniest thing is he didn't say I do until she reached over and she's like, hey, listen, do you want to get some tonight? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I do. Yeah. Which is so funny because I feel like I feel like culturally and just like, you know, in our generation, that's how that's how guys are. You know, like young love, it's like they will do whatever it takes just to get some. Yep. And I think that you know, this whole scene was really talking about the commitment, you know, in our generation. Like it we don't we don't want to commit unless it's to the benefit of us. But as soon as like I have to be with you, death do its part and you know, sickness wait, what do you mean sickness? I mean you can get sick tomorrow. I, it's like I don't want to be with you after that point. I have to take care of you. You're a liability take, at that point. What? Okay. But again, I think I I think that they were basically playing off the reality of what love is to us today. You know, mm. it's it's not anything really serious. It's you it's think really that? You really don't conditional. Think love today is serious among young people. Um, no, I don't because of course you have things like Instagram, where like you can you know if you're if you don't like this person, then you can kind of fantasize about somebody that you actually want to be with, and then you know next next thing you know, you can get on a Tinder app and you can actually be dating a whole person because you're not you know happy with what you currently have. Mm. I I think that technology and so many other things have have kind of put us in a position to feel like we don't necessarily have to have commitment because there's you know there's other things there's always more fish in the sea there's always more fish in the sea i do think what it was also playing on was how when you i mean i don't know how young they were supposed to be in this in this in the sketch but how when you are young a lot of times lust is what perpetuates or yes. like strings you along and that's what almost kind of clouds your judgment and you misconstrue it as love because clearly he wasn't led or encouraged to say I do because he truly loved her. He was encouraged to say I do when Loretta Devine, who we all love, yes. who she told was so him divine. was like, do you want some tonight or not? Nah? <laughs> so he was motivated by lust and not love, which is the very antithesis of what a wedding... I mean, it should be both. You should be attracted to your partner, but right. you should also most importantly love them. Um, so I think it was also like touching on that, how... Um, as young people, especially with social media, and there's so many options, and you can get bored with one person and DM the next, and a lot of times that's not, and that's not motivated because you truly like someone or you know someone. It's just based off of like these like really lustful or 
primitive feelings that we have when we first see someone and you are attracted to them. It's true. I mean, I think that that covers so much, but before we get a little bit more deeper into the conversation, I think that we need to take this time to thank our viewers. Mm-hmm. First of all, we want to say thank you so much for allowing us to be the ESPN of TV Talk. We could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, you see that thumbs up button, click that, and not just that, also subscribe. Or if you're listening through iTunes, give us a five-star rating, which five stars is the only thing that counts. And please, no matter what you do please leave your comments because we love to hear your comments because myself and Simone and the whole Afterbus TV would not be here without you. So continue to keep encouraging your family, your friends, yourself to continue to keep watching so that you can see myself, Simone, and so many other platforms at Afterbus TV at YouTube and iTunes. Yes. Thanks guys. We appreciate your support. We really do. We love to see when you comment, when you just a view alone means a lot to us because we know that you guys care. So yes. thank you. Keep doing that. And talking about relationships and caring. Yes. All right. Mean, so let's talk about whenever she got to her. So when it, whenever she got to Quinta, which I don't think she really gave her a name, but <laughs> it was so funny because she started talking about sickness. She's like, what do you mean sick? And then she was like, well, to have and to hold. Like, well, what if I want to hold somebody else? <laughs> and like, these are the things that I think sometimes like whenever we get into relationships or not even that marriage, we don't really think about that. We think about, oh, for like the temporary, mm-hmm. you know, the temporary moment. And then she's like, you know, she also said yeah to black love, which was interesting because I felt like these are some of maybe maybe the stereotypes that they feel like, you know, young people do within black love, mm. which is so interesting yeah. because I feel like black love is has been portrayed in so many different ways. But from a young perspective, I think that commitment is a big no-no. Yeah. And you know. when you're young, you don't always necessarily need to immediately settle down. You should play the field. You should learn what you like. You should multi-date and learn more. Because you learn about yourself through dating. Um, right. But obviously, when you're about to marry someone, you should be decisive and sure of who you are going to ideally live the rest of your life with. And that was the funny thing because Loretta DeVron, she was like, ooh, you know what, both of you guys are made for each other. I see that you guys don't know what you want and like you're basing love off of so many other crazy things like that d- that doesn't even matter but that's, but that's young love. Like you want to date the person that's really attractive and it's popular and it has all these things on the outside that looks like real love but at the end of the day it's like, away. right, you're only love with like the thought of what yep. that seems to be forever mm-hmm. but everything changes. Those things are external but what about the bride, like the girl that was sitting in the audience and she oh. had like the big hair. And like a helicopter shaped Oh my God. Which is so funny because I also feel like, I feel like there's so many different conversations about hair. Right. You know, we go back to the, and then it's funny because of the fact that those are the type of things that we see in black hair shows, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, we're walking down the aisle and we know we're going <laughs> to, we're going to marry and. Oh, but by the way, we're also going to focus on the hair. It's a hair show. It's a fashion show. It's, Wedding is a show. Yeah, it is. It's a performance. It of is. Your love. But please love each other. Yes. First and foremost. Okay. Alrighty. So, <laughs> moving on, we're going to go and mo- talk about Invisible Spy. Oh. Which we saw last week, and it continued this week. Mm. And my girl, Miss Asia Naomi King, who Shout I love. Out to Asia. Um, she is in Viola Davis's uh, show on ABC, How to Get Away with Murder. Amazing. Yes, and she was disguised as um, the, the 
the clone or what's, yes. what's the proper term that you were the recluse yes the, the recluse. recluse recluse yes um, so we learned that Asian Naomi King was just a facade and it was actually the recluse what were what was like your favorite thing about that sketch it was so many different things I think it keeps going back to the point of beauty versus like you know your mm. size I think that you know she made the first thing she said she was like oh, well I'm just so mad because I'm I just had a baby and and the girl was like you just had a baby and you, you look, look beautiful like, like you look like that but she was like it doesn't matter because I can get away with anything and it was basically going back to the point of beauty means everything it's like when you're beautiful people don't focus on you know those negative things about you but you know like whenever you know you're different you like you know you may be a little bit bigger people focus like they don't they don't pretty much treat you the same way and I think that that's something in our culture I think that it's just something within our generation that you know we always see that whenever you're beautiful you get away with things people don't people don't necessarily see you as somebody like who can actually do something wrong and also too I think the funny thing about it is that she talked about seducing her Mm. so it's like the pretty girls they get away with things like they seduce you and then all of a sudden we go back to the point where you know they're like where's you know where is recluse Mm -hmm. And they're like, she's right there. And like, the guys didn't even believe her. They're like, oh, no, th- that's the gender to buy. See you later. And it's just like, wait, what? Yeah, overlooking people because they, you don't deem them as worthy of acceptance or were worthy of what you consider to be beautiful. But to go back on what you were saying about beauty um, and the privilege that comes along with it, there is a thing such, a thing such as pretty privilege. Yes. There are people who... Um, who have sometimes gotten farther or have been able to make better connections just because of their attributes. And let's be real, like, we have no control in what our face looks like. That's all up to our parents. And so, even though you're pretty, that's wonderful, but you didn't work to look that way. What you can work on is what's inside, who you are as a person. That's a much better reflection of you and, like, your character versus your face. You have nothing to do with your face. And it is unfortunate that we sometimes trump or prioritize people just based off of their looks and we um, overlook others who may not match up to what we think is beautiful because we clearly saw that they were like she can't be um, your arch nemesis or the person we're trying to take down because she looks nothing like like what is that supposed to look like it almost goes back to like what is a what is the ideal version of what a pretty person should look like or what a um, a a bad guy should look like or like whatever character you know what I mean we kind of like create these personas or aesthetics and then if it doesn't match up to that then it you invalidate it and they clearly didn't think she was a recluse even though she was right and also the 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 other part is that I I thought that it kind of played on that but I thought I thought so that it was also a flip because they were looking for recluse like the beautiful girl the girl that had Mm -hmm. all this beauty because you know they thought that she was the bad girl so then they also kind of pointed pointed out the fact that even though you're pretty, you know, you could be bad, you know, you can be very, very seductive, you could be evil. I think I think that they kind of played on the two mm-hmm. just to kind of be able to, you know, even though, you know, you may look at the invisible girl because, you know, she, you know, she may not be pretty or, you know, she may not be like the same, you know, weight. But at the same time, the pretty girl is also the person that you want to be able to look out for. Mm-hmm. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. 
It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. And the funny thing that I thought was whenever they were arguing and she was like, I just, I just... I just want to kill you. I think about you every day and I'm always on Instagram looking at you. Mm. And it's funny, but it was it was the skinny girl that was saying that she hates the big girl. Yeah. Of course, not knowing that the person that was, you know, disguised. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that that's something that they were talking about that people go through. You yeah. know, you look at one girl and like you see her beauty or, you know, you see her size you and you hate threatened. her. Right. You feel threatened by her because she represents something that you're not. Yeah. You know, that you don't have. Yes. And one thing that we saw in this episode was also um, about being pretty and the privilege that comes with that, but also being basic. Because yeah. the basic ball, listen, which like gave me all the feels, it was very entertaining. Hilarious. You had your barbecue dad yes. who passes out the t-shirts and <laughs> doesn't start the grill until everybody gets there, so we're not eating until 10 p.m. at night. You had your awkward girl um, who says thanks to your waiter you too when it's like your waiter isn't eating so awkward um just all of those like <laughs> social faux pas that you shouldn't do the girls with no brows and we're going the back to the bonnet, bonnet. <laughs> which one did you identify with most or which one did you find the funniest out of all the acts let me see i really have to sit and think about this if i was to think which one was the funniest it was probably the girl with the bunny with no with no eyebrows because I feel like no matter how beautiful like we disguise like like we always want to be you you just have those moments where people just catch you like on a not good day yeah right like it could be like you know you know your hair is not put all together your makeup is not right or you know you have one brow like bigger than the other one because you had to go to an event and you didn't know it's like I'm not gonna see anybody (laughs) it's like the idea of you're always rushing and you don't want people to see you like at your Mm -hmm. bad so I think yeah, I can. I mean, because there are a couple of times where I, 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 I kind of walked out the house and I was like, "Oh my god, I, I don't, I don't have this or I don't have that." I, so yeah, I totally feel that, and it's funny because I'm where I'm originally from Maryland, and there's a mall that we go to that's like the best mall in my county, and I always say if I go to the mall, I have to look at some least decent <laughs> because I see someone I know. Yes, hands down. I was there two weeks ago. I saw three people that I knew. It's just it's were you annoying. on point? Were you on point? I looked good that okay. day. So okay, was, okay. <laughs> see, it was fun, <laughs> but I totally get that. Or um, just like. What was I gonna say? I don't. I don't remember. But no, I totally get not being on point or like running into an ex. And Ooh. the one day you run into him because he has to see you at your best. Listen, yeah, you can never let he your ex see you sweating. He has to see you, you beautiful have to look because better. He has, listen, because he has to miss what he had. Exactly. Just like you are missing out on all of this, and I look way better. So. Okay. But what too, a, too bad. Joke's on you. What about the depression? She was like, uh, no, he talked about clinical depressed. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so the funny thing about it was like, you know, the whole, um, so like they have this dance that they do, you know, whenever, you know, the queens are like walking out mm-hmm. and they're dancing. And so like the whole idea is to drop and then kick your leg up. And I, that, that was the, dro- what's the, the, the drop. drop. Yeah, drop. the neck drop. You just drop and you kick your leg up or, or, or either your hand. That was absolutely hilarious. Like mm-hmm. the clinically depressed. And of course, I think Robin was actually the person that won. Yeah. But it's so funny to see like the different images of people of how you know somebody is being mm-hmm. clinically depressed. Or how they just express sadness. Like that yes. may not always look. There are some people who are like, you know, you, someone can be depressed and you would never know just right. because they're able to function and disguise that part of themselves. <laughs> 
whether it's through because some people are stress eaters like there was a carb eater I think that was Quinta's yes, character yes that was the biggest one I was going to mm-hmm. make up the carbs it was like you're eating carbs oh wait a minute I eat too many carbs am I depressed now <laughs> right yeah or just kind of like showing those emotions in different ways and I think the biggest theme that I noticed throughout this episode was just like they're multiple facets to like a particular thing so like being black there are multiple versions of that or even like beauty or what we think beauty is it's not one standard or just even when it comes to mental health it doesn't have to look a certain way it can come out it does come out in different versions and you should be perceptive and considerate and emotionally inclined to treat people with respect regardless of how you think it should look. Right. And I absolutely love this scene because I think that it takes some of the most negative stereotypes of like that that we see with people every day with you know even even within ourselves and it finds a way for us to be able to laugh at those things you know mm. a lot of times you know of course we know comedy is definitely directed to the you know to be able to kind of help you laugh through your badness but I love the fact of how he used some of the the craziest stereotypes like okay we're gonna have all of these basic no's <laughs> and we're gonna li- literally laugh at that and also to kind of allow us to be able to identify like where we are in our life or like you mm. know just to just to kind of be able to understand how how we can make it better how you we know? can make it better I like that yeah one thing that was not improved or made better at all <laughs> was the lost mug the very last sketch oh, my because God. we learn that um ash was ash and nicole um yeah her so ashley was a security guard yeah and she quinta, was a security guard she was she was the the work lady we and, call her the work right lady. <laughs> and quinta was looking for her killing it mug and turns out that mm. she goes to the security guard and we saw in the beginning that she already had the mug so it was just a matter of like seeing how it was going to play out right um and then it was kind of like a it was it was weird how it turned out because we <laughs> thought I when I was watching it I was like oh Quinta's going to realize that the security guard stole her mug but then um we learned that Quinta is a murderer which is kind of like it connects Listen. back to the mug because it said killing it on it and it was it was it was like a weird. But she switch. killed herself though. That's the thing. Like she killed herself. Yeah, remember like she took out she took off she of her. Some, remember because she was wiping down the area. Yeah, but but remember she had blood on herself. Unless she was disguised as like a different person. But, that kind of but remember she took right. Well, she took off her jacket. Yeah, and then she like you know stabbed herself, and then she laid on you know oh. the counter. It okay. I think the idea of what they were trying to say is yeah. that your local security guard at your office is stealing your stuff. Is stealing your stuff, and they're super nosy. Like everybody knows, the security guard has to watch the premises, but the security guard is also the person who's stealing your stuff. Like they know where everybody's things are, mm-hmm. and I and I I just I just love the fact how even when you know we went on to um uh, to Lena. Yeah. She was like, "Hey, do you know where my, you know, you know where my mug is? Because it's almost <laughs> like people know. Listen, the security guard is stealing everything because they know where everything is, and I think that that's so funny because again, security guards are super nosy people, yeah. like to the point where, oh my god, like because literally, like Quinta was like, okay, well." I'm just, I'm just trying to find my mug. We, you know, we can actually move on. She's like, no, girl, let's look at it. I want to get into it. Oh my, oh my God, is that you? And then it, it just kind of went into a completely different direction. Yeah, but switched. It's, it's like killing. Oh, okay. Basically, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide everything, hide everything, and trust no one. But the one thing we do trust is well sourced and very good journalistic news because it's time for news and gossip. Oh. 
Yes, Miss Nima Sky. <laughs> she yes. has some fun yes, gossip yes, and yes. news for us. Let's talk about the creator and the dynamic comedian, Robin. She posted a picture of herself and Issa Rae discussing their sentiments of how she came up with the name of the show. Ooh. She states that, I came up with the name The Black Lady Sketch Show when I created the series because I didn't want there to be any confusion about what people were watching. Mm. Then she then she goes into say that she changed it to A black lady sketch show so that we didn't single out ourselves as the only one. Ooh. A means that we're we we are one of a possibly many black lady sketch show and she says to herself that that would be a dream come true. Wow. Now, not just Robin, but Gabrielle Dennis is all, is also killing the interview game. She was actually interviewed by Dio Hughley who is who has a who, who has a TV show called the Dio Hughley show on TV1. She sat down with him and talked a little bit about her whole process of being in entertainment she said that she initially started off wanting to be a concert dancer dancing with Ivan Ailey and we actually found Mm -hmm. out that her sister is actually a concert dancer and then she states how she's a performer and drama is her passion but it was absolutely funny because she goes deeper to the conversation talking about how it is dancing at the age of 30 she's like listen I'm 30 now and so you know like whenever you're 30 like those angles just don't hit right it's like you know it, it was super funny so when you guys get a chance you have to go to Instagram and be able to watch the interview that she did with D.L. Hughley in her little dance. She was like, angles, I want to watch that. Yeah, your body doesn't move the same. It listens. It changes. Whew. Are you 30? N- not, Are you 30? No? No, Okay, not I'm yet. sorry. I, should, but, I shouldn't ask, but I mean, it's listen. Okay. It's okay. I still think that you can be... Listen, Beyonce's 30 and she's still breaking it look down. Look at how she moves. Listen. That's how I'm trying to look when I am dark. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, Robin <laughs> and Gabrielle are killing the interview gang and they're just giving us a little bit more information about the show and themselves. I love that she... Her whole focus was to make this about her, her, her community being yes. black, being like intersectional with gender and race, but also inclusive and not Absolutely. trying to marginalize other black women. Like we are not competitors. I'm not going to call this the black lady sketch show. I'm going to call it a black lady sketch show because anyone is welcome, and we see that in every episode in every sketch because she's bringing in queens of from everywhere uh, Angela Bassett L- yes. Loretta Devine Lena Waithe and I just I love that inclusivity yeah it's, I mean it's it's, so many people can be able to imitate what black culture looks mm-hmm. like and it's funny like even you know we're, we haven't got on the discussion but we but we gotta talk about this no chicken thing cause oh yeah cause I feel like you know now, of course, chicken, I feel like, has been a big thing in the black community for years. But as we get more into wanting to improve our health, we know we know that diabetes mm-hmm. and so many other aspects are really killing us. I think it's funny that, you know, she talks about how she doesn't eat chicken. And she's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you don't eat chicken. But I feel like now I feel like as as a black woman, of course, you know, we come from like basically me eating you know backgrounds yeah. backgrounds but it's like it's okay that you don't eat chicken anymore mm-hmm. like chicken is not the biggest good. thing it's not like you know the bible it's not like religion anymore yeah so i think that now i love how they use use this platform to you know to say that you can be vegan like you, you don't necessarily <laughs> have okay. to eat chicken like it's okay mm-hmm. chicken is just because you eat chicken is not the end of the world right. you know yeah that too well we're going to move on from our awesome news and gossip so thank you to our top three so last week we didn't get to include our top three which is of three trailblazing black female creatives and they are Miss Lena Waithe Ava DuVernay 
and Issa Rae. I think they are both respected and just unique in their own ways, and they've put a modern take on telling black stories and doing it in a fun, youthful, fresh way. Ava with all of her work, um, especially like diving into the criminal justice reform system and how backwards and how much improvement it needs, and then Issa being just, she does everything. And then what does she not do? Oh gosh, she's just <laughs> incredible. And then Lena, she has the shy, she has boomerang, and as as a woman in the LGBT community who is also black, which I just don't see a lot of people who would identify with her out I there. And so she's really like paving the way for them. So what do you think about those ladies? I think those ladies are absolutely dynamical. I love um, Elena. Just because I, I've, I've seen her before on the Genius Talk. I, I went to the BET award, uh, oh, uh, experience nice. and so she spoke. I love how she's basically being able to you know use her platform just like Issa Rae I think her and Issa are very similar because they are using their platforms for other women, you know, who want to be able to to tell stories and be able to show people that it doesn't matter how you look, you can still be respected for your work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so funny. I think that Ava's actually doing the same thing. You know, she took she was so brave to take a story that was spoken about in the 80s that was pretty much shone on and like pushed aside and she brought it forth like she used her platform to basically bring freedom and bring awareness to other people and things that you know that that have happened for so long you know especially with this man being um, wrongly accused she's taking these these things and making us deal with the forefront. So between Ava, between um, Issa and, and Lena, I, I feel like they kind of all have a similar platform in mm-hmm. which they understand that it's not just about me making everything, but it's about using my platform to be able to inspire and help other people. Mm-hmm. So listen, these girls are killing the yeah, game. They're changing the narrative because yes. had we not had when they see us, a lot of people just would, didn't really, especially people of our generation who are younger, probably didn't even know about the story. No, and we dismantling didn't. the the perception that that was that was in the past and mm-hmm. really bringing justice to the story. So I think people like Ava and Lena and Issa they're bringing blackness to the forefront and doing it in a way that goes against what um, typically people think of black people and, and right. just making it empowering. So I, I love that about the three of them and I love that about our special segment comedian. Um, focus of the night, which is Miss Amanda Seals. Oh, Amanda is amazing! Yes, so every week for our special segment, we are gonna honor a female comedian and just pick someone who is really breaking down doors and is truly an inspiration and I think Amanda Seals is a representation of that. Absolutely. She's been around for so long, but I just think she's someone who's been underrated for far too long, up until recently. Um, She does a lot. She was originally a part of Flowetry, and Insecure really put her on the map in front of a lot of people. And then now she has a show called Smart, Funny, and Black, and she travels around. Yes. And it's just like encouraging black culture and knowledge and being proud of that. And then she has a podcast called Small Doses, which I love as well. She's just doing everything. She's doing the whole thing. I, yeah. I love it the fact that, like, not these these women, all of these women, um, I feel like they're using their their platform as as activism and mm-hmm. one thing that I love about Amanda is that she's not just funny but she also uses this opportunity to be able to educate people and, and, and allow them to think about things that they're not always conscious about you know our culture like we just jump onto anything in social media like anything that's popular but she's like listen there are certain things that we need to be able to identify with you know culturally generationally that are basically affecting us and so she takes those things again like the black lady sketch go you know we take the 
the things that are funny about our culture and she really puts it to the forefront to say listen it's funny but at the end of the day we really need to be able to look at these things so Amanda's killing the game she's doing it so she makes it cool to learn about things that we probably wouldn't go out of our way to learn sometimes and that's this this show is also doing that for us through comedy so all this magic yeah all this black girl magic (laughs) so we have a whole entire week yes until we have to wait again but what are you hoping to see I am hoping to see some stereotypes about black funerals because I just listen (laughs) okay I feel like a black funeral is literally like a show you know yes I mean of course like we got into the wedding but yes I definitely want to see some sketches with you know, there are movies about that. Um, with the, Death at a funeral. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. that's that's a great example. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, I probably want to see something about maybe about a black funeral, which I think that it's coming. I think it's coming. Yeah, I would like to see a sketch about just being in a hair salon as a black woman and how yes. you go and you get there at one p.m. and don't leave till six or whatever time. It's just a all day process. Make sure you have your snacks. Make sure you have something to do to occupy your time. Because you're going to be in there for a while. Eight hours. <laughs> it's a full work day, okay? <laughs> it is, it's far too long. Yes. So I'm excited about that. And I'm so excited we could chat with you guys today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, yes. Simone Thomas. You can find me at Simone A. Thomas on all social platforms. And where can they find you? You can find me at Nima Sky with the last the last letter E, S-K-Y-E, on all social media platforms. Awesome. See you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.